I feel like tiny house life is a lot more different and the culture is a lot different than van life. It's very different because we're not as mobile. We can move our houses and some people do move their houses constantly, but most tiny houses don't move as often. What happens when two siblings decide to buy tiny houses and live next door to one another? Welcome to the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast, the show where you learn how to plan, build, and live the tiny lifestyle. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and this is episode 211 with Ashley Monkhouse. Ashley Monkhouse is here to tell us all about her tiny lifestyle. Even though the two sisters bought their tiny houses from the same builder, they are quite different. In this interview, we'll hear Ashley's tiny story, learn about the tiny house community where they live, and find out what advice Ashley would give herself if she could go back in time before she bought a tiny house. Let's face it. Most tiny house dwellers want their tiny homes to be small, but not uncomfortable. That means reliable, unlimited hot water. Precision Temp's propane-fired hot water heaters reliably provide unlimited hot water, and they're specifically designed with tiny homes in mind. In fact, the NSP 550 model was installed in my own tiny home, and the reason I chose it was because it did not require a large hole in the side of my home like other RV hot water heaters. Instead, it mounts discreetly through the floor of the tiny house and works quietly and reliably. Right now, Precision Temp is offering $50 off any unit plus free shipping when you use the coupon code THLP. So head over to precisiontemp.com and use the coupon code THLP at checkout. Right. I am here with Ashley Monkhouse. Ashley is a tiny house dog mom with a focus on becoming a better person as she continues her tiny journey. With a degree in psychology and anthropology, she's all about understanding why she does things and learning from her history to create a better future. Ashley Monkhouse, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you for being here. Uh, I've been following you on Instagram. I recently saw an awesome tour of your tiny house and your sister's tiny house. But I want to just start with, uh, you know, what got you into tiny living in the first place? What's your, what's your tiny story? Well, I think my story, I think is pretty funny because it's all about being a sibling. So like my sister wanted to go and see tiny houses. She didn't want to go by herself. Mm-hmm. So I went with her. And then I walked into one of the houses and I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And since she was getting one, I had to get one. You know, Ah. I can't be the only one left out. And that's kind of how I started my tiny house journey. She was getting one because we did live together and I was about to leave her and go live with my friends. She was trying to downsize. Okay. So you you went and saw a tiny house with your sister. Mm -hmm. And did you end up buying one first or did she... Well, we got them the same time technically, but we had two separate design meetings. Hers was first and then mine, um, just because, you know, they have to build it. So they have to take some time between them. But we both got them on the same day as well. And and did you both, you both worked with the same company? Yes, we did. Did you get a, a discount for buying two? No, I wish, you know, I should have bulk discounts. (laughs) Seriously, I guess, I guess if they had to build two different houses for you and your sister, then, you know, yeah, maybe if they were going to build the two exact same houses, it probably would have been cheaper, you know? Yeah. But, (laughs) you know, it's important to, to get what you want. That's, that's 
custom for mm-hmm. your needs. Yes, I totally agree. Um, so tell tell us about your tiny house. You know the the stats, like how how big is it? What are some of the features? Those kinds of things. So I do live in a twenty six foot tiny house. Um, okay. It's about between two hundred to fifty square feet because um, I only have one loft. I know some people have two lofts, and my house is mainly centered around my kitchen and my bathroom. Um, for tiny houses, I have a pretty large kitchen because I love to cook and I just like love making new meals and just trying new things in my kitchen. And then the bathroom because I love, you know, putting on clothes and just getting dressed up and having a great time. I even have a bathtub in my tiny house. Wow. It fits me because I'm short. I'm five foot five. So like okay. it fits me sitting down. Maybe not everybody else. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so so you love to cook, so you have a big kitchen. Um, and is the loft a sleeping loft or is it a a downstairs bedroom and a storage loft? So my loft is a sleeping loft. That is where my bed is. Okay. It's mainly storage for my shoes. I love shoes. So I've turned my loft into kind of like a shoe haven, (laughs) but I still have a full size bed in it and everything. So it's shoe loft. Mm -hmm. I love it. How, how long have you been living tiny now? Um, so I've had my tiny house. I got it in 2018. Okay. I did move out of it for a couple of months and then like a year and then I moved back. So in total, it would be about two years since I've like lived in my tiny house, like fully lived in it by myself. Okay. That's, that's a pretty decent chunk of time. Why, why did you move out? May I ask? Oh, um, I just had um, a partner at the time and it was just okay. easier and I was renting it out. So nice. making that nice. money. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the cool thing about tiny houses is that you don't necessarily always have to sell them if you're not going to live there anymore. Yeah. But I like still owning it. So yeah, totally. And so, um, do you, you own the tiny house debt free? Yes, I do. Um, me and my sister, we both bought ours outright. So we just have like the lot pay, lot rentals and such like that. That's so awesome. Has like, I would imagine that, that of your peers, of your friend, you're probably the only or one of the only people who like owns their house outright. Yes. Yes, I am. And I mean, I can see it that way, but it's not like a house. <laughs> In my mind, it doesn't seem like a house. Uh-huh. So I'm like, yeah, technically I do own my house, but it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a house no it just feels like i don't know it's like my bedroom that's what it feels like my tiny house is just my big bedroom okay especially since my sister lives next door you know that's her bedroom right yeah that's i i I love that aspect of your story that that you and your sister live next door and so you really are able to spend a lot of time together but you also still have your own space yeah, I do love that aspect. I'm, me and my sister, we weren't always close growing up, uh-huh. but now we're getting like a lot closer and it's easier when if something happens, I just run next door and be like, hey, Alexis, watch my dogs real quick. I have to go do something yep. or just something like that. Yeah, no, it's 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 great to have a sibling as a neighbor as long as you get mm. along well. Yes. <laughs> and if we don't, you know, go back to your separate rooms and siblings, you always end up coming back together in the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
Can you tell us about your the the tiny house, the the community, the lot that you rent? My tiny house community. So I love where I'm living right now. Um, I did live in a horse farm for a little bit with RVs, which was an experience. But the tiny house that I'm in right now, like the community, I really enjoy it. I think it's a beautiful place to be. I get honey for mm-hmm. like sometimes because they do have bees on the property, which is so much. It's so nice since I have allergies, like having fresh honey is always great. Uh-huh. Um, and then the neighbors are just all so nice and we're always looking out for each other. And like, if anyone sees something, we all talk about it. I'm like, hey, do you know this person? You know, what's going on here? Just so that, you know, we all feel safe in the space. Yep. Yep. And I really enjoy that aspect. That's awesome. And so is this, this is like an official tiny house community. How many, how many houses are there? But yes, this is an official honey house community. I'm trying to think because almost all of the lots I think are filled. Because I talked about there's a waiting list. Mm, I think there's about twelve houses, eleven. Wow. And and how much, if if you don't mind saying, how much is the rent to to have a spot? So the lot rental is four seventy five a month, and that includes okay. like water, electricity, um, sewage, like all of those utilities, like Wi Fi. You have to get by yourself, but Okay. That's understandable. That's that's awesome. That I mean, that seems like a great deal. And and you get to live with other tiny houses for better mm-hmm. or for worse. <laughs> we do learn a lot from each other because everyone's houses go through different things at different stages. So it's yep. easy and fun to converse and be like, hey, my house is doing this. Is you guys' mm-hmm. house okay? How did you guys fix this issue when you had it? And just things like that. Totally. Um, so as somebody who studied anthropology, um, you know, what is your take on the the tiny house culture? Or it, do you do you see tiny house dwellers as being kind of their own their own culture in a way? I really do, in my opinion, just because my sister watches like van life sometimes and like living in a yurt. It's like uh-huh. she tells me about all these things. She's the one that does the research, and I don't know. I feel like tiny house life is a lot more different and the culture is a lot different than van life or like RV living or just like running a changing out a bus or sprinter van. Like it's very different because we're not as mobile. We can move uh-huh. our houses and some uh-huh. people do move their houses constantly, but most tiny house service that I've seen, they don't move as often. So it's like you get to be stationed and planted for a little bit. If you do choose to move in a little later time, you do, but it's not something that you do like, every week it's like yeah. if you do, are moving it's like every month couple of months even wait a year two years and then move to a new city so it gives a completely different culture and i enjoy it i do like the stability part of it a little bit more yeah i guess there's much less emphasis on that nomadic mm-hmm. aspect you know when you're living in a tiny house on wheels because there are a handful of people that I know of who are, are traveling in their tiny house or they're moving it every couple of months. But, but the vast majority of us park our tiny house for, for years at a time in one mm-hmm. place. Yeah. And the tires, it's not that easy to haul either. <laughs> I just want to say that a sprinter van is a lot easier to haul. Yeah. Yeah. And it has its own motor. Mm-hmm. You know? I'd have to get a truck to move mine. Yeah. So you've, when you have moved it, you've hired a professional mover to do that. Yes, I've used the same one, me and my sister both, because we know he can get the job done. He's not yep. extremely expensive, and it's from our builder, so it's like still a reputable person, yep. not just a random, hey, do you want to move my house 100 miles? Yep, yep. 
And so in the community where you are, you mentioned now I, I'm, I'll warn you, I want to talk about the toilet, of course, because that's like such an interesting thing that everybody <laughs> loves to talk about. So is your, does your tiny house have a flush toilet? I just installed a flush toilet literally oh. this weekend. Oh, wow. So you <laughs> I were... did it myself. Yeah. Nice. So I've been, had a compost toilet the whole time. Okay. Which was a little difficult at first. Okay. Because you can't just throw away like human waste. You can't do that. Right. So you either have to compost it, which takes a really long time, or you have to take it to a compost facility that does deal with human waste. And so uh-huh. finding that and doing that research was a little difficult, but once okay. I got it, it was easy. And you, so now you have a flush toilet. Does that, did they install like the kind of the pipe in the floor for the toilet, like when the house was built so that you'd have the option in the future? Yes. And that is something that I'm really glad that we did say that because they were like, yeah. do you want a flush toilet or not? And we're like, we don't know. My sister wanted a compost toilet and you know, I'm just doing what she's doing. So I was like, yeah, but they did put the hookups in case we did want it. And I'm so yeah. thankful because I installed this by myself. If I had to do all that plumbing, I would have had to pay someone to come do it. Yeah, as long as as long as the pipe is there, installing a toilet is kind of a fun a fun job. You got that you got that seal. I want to say fun. I was fighting my toilet. <laughs> my toilet did not like me for the longest time. Oh. Well, <laughs> but it was fun to do projects. Like I'm still doing a lot more projects on my house this year, and I'm excited to do it. Yeah, what kind of projects do you have coming up? So I am changing out my water heater because it did okay. break on me a little while ago, and you know, thankfully. Is it a tank, a tank or tankless? It's a tankless water heater. Okay. So it did have natural gas, like it took propane, but I think I'm switching to an electric one just because I feel like that's a lot easier overall. Yeah. Because hooking up and taking down a propane tank is somewhat frustrating because I run out of hot water and then I'm like, dang, I have to run to the gas station, get some yep. propane and hook it up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say... Of all the systems in my tiny house, the propane has been the the most troublesome for me, mm-hmm. just in terms of running out of gas, having it actually freeze up at times in, in the deep winter. Um, yeah. Just, yeah. And then you have the whole, like, question of, you know, is it leaking and, be, and needing to check it yeah. periodically? Yeah. Me, I don't know. I, I didn't know how to hook up a propane tank after all these years because it just yeah. was not working. But... <laughs> I also have to change out my fridge in my kitchen. I have to fix it because in the tour video, it mm-hmm. my door opens up away from my kitchen and everybody, and when I say everybody, I mean everybody was telling me to split the door around. You know, I shouldn't have it open towards the kitchen because I can do that. I've just been lazy to do it. Yeah. So that'll be one of my next projects. Ah, okay. Okay. I asked John and Finn Kernahan of United Tiny House Association what they love about their Precision Temp hot water heaters, and here's what they told me. Hey, Ethan, uh, this is uh, John and Finn Kernahan with United Tiny House Association. We organize tiny house basketball. Oh, yeah, I guess so. First and foremost. We have a total of three Precision Temp on-demand hot water heaters. The, the thing we really like about these, and, and, and folks know this, I think they picked this up on Finn and I, if we don't like something, you'll never hear us talk about it. So the two things we noticed uh, that, that we noticed and experienced immediately, uh, they took painstaking effort to make sure that it was done right and installed. And so that, that was pretty cool right there. The other thing is the continuous on-demand 
hot water that just ran forever without any fluctuations or anything. I, I can't imagine an application, especially in our environment and our lifestyle of being the, the, the nomad, transportable, mobile, uh, tiny lifestyle where um, one of these units aren't um, uh, good to use. Yeah, that's. I think that's a cool thing about tiny houses is that a lot of these handy projects are within reach. And you, yeah. you, you know, you might have to learn some things to do them, but every the scale is smaller mm-hmm. for everything. I think so as well. And I, I like being hands on and doing this stuff because I feel like once I learned the basics, which is what I feel like in the tiny house, nothing too extravagant. If mm-hmm. I ever do go and get a full size house, I can have at least some kind of understanding on these appliances. Like yep. I've had to take yep. apart my washer dryer combo so many times that I could take it apart and put it back together and not even think about it. I wow. could do it probably five minutes. <laughs> what, what have you had to do? Like, why are you having to take it apart so often? Well, I had to do that because what happened was one of the poses, like it wasn't draining properly because I didn't know where to find the lint trap because it's a washer dryer uh, combo. And uh, so it just like just got filled up and I didn't know how to, you know, rinse it out and fix it. So I took it apart. I thought I did something because I went online, put it back together. Nope, it was still leaking. It was just a bunch of stuff. So it took me about a week to figure out what was actually wrong with it. And mm. I, they don't sell just individual parts for this. So if it breaks, breaks, I just have to get a whole new one. because the brand, Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what brand I ended up getting, but I got a brand that doesn't sell individual parts. That's no good. That's that's a tip to listeners. Like, make sure that you can get spare parts for the appliances yes. that you buy. You don't think about them because they're not very common appliances. Like in the U.S. anyways, washer-dryer yeah. combos aren't that common. Washers and dryers are very common, but just the combination ones aren't. Mm. And so having to find the right one for that and such like that. One of the features that I really like about your tiny house is, is the staircase. Um, it's like... <laughs> It's like a diagonal bar that comes down from the wall. And then, you know, this each stair tread is supported just in the middle. Is that yeah. a feature that's unique to, to your house? Or, um, yes, it is, is. Okay. Because so when I was designing my house, I don't know if you've seen the tour or not, but my house is very neutral. So it's very black, white, gray. I think it has like uh-huh. a little bit of like light blues in it. Yeah. Um, yep. And to me, I enjoy that, but I also do like a little bit of warmth here and there. My sister's house is very warm, orange tones yeah. everywhere. And so yeah. I was trying to figure out how to incorporate that like with wood, whether that's in the stairs or like in the ceiling, the floor. And mm-hmm. the person that was building my house, he was like, I have this great idea. You know, what's your budget? And thankfully, me and my sister had a pretty nice budget. He was like, I'll just make you custom stairs. And so that's wow. how I have their custom floating stairs. So they're technically floating, but in a tiny house. You need to make sure they're hooked up to something because if you ever want to move it, we don't want it to fall. Okay. So they're floating off of that one central kind of thing. Yeah. They're not even connected yeah. to the wall. Okay. Cool. Things and, have fallen and, before. <laughs> okay. So they can actually come off. Yeah. I could unscrew them. Wow. Okay. If and I wanted you, to. You don't do that when you move though. They just stay where they no. are. No. Yeah. Because okay. the bar that it's connected to is a steel bar and that is reinforced on the floor and the wall got it but the stairs themselves if i ever wanted to change out the wood or restain it or anything mm-hmm. i can just unscrew them all do that nice. And put them nice and so your sister's house does not have that staircase no she has a more 
put in staircase, like what you would typically see in a tiny house that's like attached to the wall, mm-hmm. usually have storage underneath. Hers underneath is like a reader's nook because she reads. Like I cook, she reads. So she has a giant bookshelf in her house. Uh-huh. She has a place to sit and read if she wants. I mean, she has a baby now, so can't yep. really do that. But right. yeah, and then she has a second loft, so she has a ladder as well. Okay. Okay. And your loft is it's it's pretty generous sized because it's it's like almost well it's not completely closed in but it's it's got like a half wall right yeah so me and my sister were just talking about this recently my house anyways has very defined spaces in a sense Mm -hmm. like my kitchen you can tell it's the kitchen you can tell it's the living room the bedroom as well which the loft is fully enclosed almost you can just see a little bit on top and the Mm -hmm. staircase you know it's open under there at the hole but it's pretty secluded like almost like a bedroom just technically without a door okay and i'm very grateful that i built my house that way because sometimes it just feels like one giant room and then it really doesn't feel like a house at least to Mm. me anyways Mm. so i am thankful for that yeah yeah the tiny houses can get a real tunnel effect where it just feels like it's all this one big tube (laughs) yes not always the most fun when you have that realization. Yeah, no, no. And and having that separate space does help. I don't know. I gather from your, your Instagram posts that you, you work from home. Yes, I do. Do you have a, a like a space that you specifically work in? Yes, I work in my living room. Mm-hmm. Only because it's, to me, it gives a lot of light and I can see almost of almost all of my windows and I just mm-hmm. it's more of a comfortable space. I wouldn't want to work in my kitchen and I wouldn't really want to work in my bedroom. I could if I wanted to, but yep. I enjoy the living room aspect because when I'm in my living room, I'm usually doing something that's mm-hmm. either on my comp- computer, my phone, something electronic, watching some TV. So it just makes sense to have this also be my office space. Yeah. Yeah. When I was building my house, I had designed my house to be in my living room and work because I was a student then. So I do have a desk technically in my tiny house mm-hmm. in the living room for me to work on. It's just, I don't use it all that much. Yeah. And then um, in your kitchen, um, are the appliances like full size? Are, are they kind of RV size somewhere in between? So I thought my appliances were full size, not my fridge. My fridge is a three quarter mm-hmm. length fridge. But in my mind, I thought my washer-dryer combo and my oven were, like, normal size until I go back to my house where, like, my dad lives in. And they're not mm. normal size at all. They're so small. <laughs> so I think they're, like, I would say, if not RV size, a little bit bigger than that because they are pretty standard. I have four burner stoves, but it is a little on the smaller side. Mm-hmm. So you have an awesome a couple of videos on YouTube. There's one that's called Sunday clean with me. And you just like go through, <laughs> it looks like mostly the kitchen and oh, you know, yeah. in the house too. And you, you pick up, um, is that, is that a weekly ritual for you? So usually on Sundays, that's when I do like my full clean once a month. I deep clean, which is like uh-huh. moving everything. Thankfully it's not too much. I don't have a big house, so it's not hard to deep yeah. clean it, but like moving the oven stove, like, doing all the laundry for the sheets. That's like a once a month kind of thing. And But every Sunday night, I do like to start my Monday with a clean space 
yeah. specifically yeah. a clean kitchen because I kind of meal prep on Saturday and Sunday. So it's just good to make sure my kitchen is fully clean, ready okay. for my week. Because it's just me, it's usually not too much stuff. Right. Yeah, you seem you seem very well organized. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I love being organized. It's, I went to the container store with my sister a couple of weeks ago. The uh-huh. best time of my life. <laughs> so much fun. I've never been to a container store. Oh, you have to go. Yeah. I bought so much stuff. And they work well in a tiny house because being organized helps not feel like it's cluttered. Yes. I do have a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's important to not have all your stuff just like out. It needs to yeah. go in somewhere. Yeah. Plus, it makes it easier to feel present in the space when there's not too much going on around you. Yeah. Is there anything that has surprised you about tiny living that, that you weren't expecting? Yes. I don't know why I wasn't expecting this, but there are a lot of bugs when you're living tiny. Well, you notice them anyways. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that's because when you're in a normal sized house, you know, bugs are always there as well. It's just the space isn't so small. You don't see them a lot. Mm -hmm. But spiders love trying to come into my house. Mosquitoes love coming in my house. I had to put up a net and everything because they just love coming into my house. And ants. Ants are a big problem when it comes Mm. to tiny house living. Well, for me and my sister and our community anyways. They just come out of nowhere. They disappear. They come back. (laughs) (laughs) You can never just fully get rid of them. All right. So bugs. Mm -hmm. If you could go back and give yourself pre-tiny house advice about your tiny house, what what would you tell yourself? Um, let's see. I think about this a lot, actually. I would say be cautious of your electronics and your outlets and where you'll be spending most of your time. Because most people, like in my kitchen, I have a plethora of outlets. Like I cook in there a lot. I'm always using appliances. It's great. Mm -hmm. In my living room, my outlets are so far away. Like if I were to plug in my phone, I have to plug it in almost across the room, which isn't too big because it is a tiny house, but I can't just sit on the couch like some people and just like be on my phone. I have to plug it in somewhere, have an extension cord of some sort. That you should really be cautious of, especially since we're a very technology-based society now, and I work from my house now, so it's like, I wish I had known that before. I so agree with you that, you know, the outlets. When When I designed and built mine, like, I thought I was putting in a lot of outlets. Yeah like more than I needed. And then like, I don't have half as many outlets as I need. Yes. See, you understand. Yeah. And another, I think I would have already built in storage. I'd be like, I should buy or pay for or look where you want storage already built into your house. Yeah. Because I have a lot of storage in my kitchen because, you know, I have cabinets, but there's no actual storage in my house, in the living room. I have a couch that has storage in it. But there's no yeah. cubbies. There's no like shelves. It's just this rectangular piece of mouth. So having to build it and put all that in is a little bit more of a hassle than I could have had done in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, do you have, um, you know, you mentioned maybe wanting a bigger house at some point. Is there like a specific time that you're like, okay, after this many years, I think I'm going to want to move on from tiny house living or 
you know, how are you just kind of taking it day by day, year by year? I think for me, there's not a specific time that I want to be out of my house. Okay. I just know personally, I can't have a family in my tiny house. My tiny okay. house was not built for family living, like at all. It was built for me to live as a single adult. And now I am, I am, do have a partner. I am together with him, but I still own my space. And this mm-hmm. is a great space that I still have on myself. But my sister, I don't know how she does it. Her and her kid, my niece, love them. She's great in a tiny house. I can't do it. So I'll probably be out before I have kids. Okay. Yeah. Cause that is, it is quite a small space to, to share with, yeah. with a young one. And you know, if you build your house in the hopes or in the aspect of having kids, then it's a lot easier. Like, right. but I didn't, that was not in my plan at all. So there's no place for a, kid, a child to sleep, to play, to run around. Like, yeah. I don't have any of that. But you do have a dog or, or more than one dog. I have two dogs, oh, <laughs> but they're the little. Yes. Yeah, so I have two dogs. One is Tallulah. They're both Shih Tzus. Okay. Technically, I'm allergic to dogs, but I can't not have a dog. So they're hypoallergenic, uh-huh. quote unquote. Okay. But I have Tallulah. She's nine years old, my little old lady. And okay. then I have Chaos. He just turned two. He was my COVID baby. Got him during COVID. Okay. And he's also a Shih Tzu. They just... Keep me company. Great in a tiny house. And chaos. Yes. Good, great names. Tallulah, we got her from the shelters. That was her name to begin with. And chaos, I got her from Craigslist. And if anyone ever sees him, he's just this big ball of chaos. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if he's going to run around. He's just going to sit on you. You never know. We'll find out. (laughs) So he's, he's aptly named. Yes. I believe so. Nice. Well, one thing that I like to ask all of my guests is, you know, what are two or three resources that have kind of helped you on your tiny house journey? This could be books, uh, podcasts, YouTube channels, movies, you know, really anything, anything that's helped you that you'd like to, to kind of share with our listeners. So for me, what's helped me mainly was YouTube, only mm-hmm. because YouTube was just very easily accessible back then. By back then, I mean like 2018. It was like one of the main platforms at the time. And so using that and just seeing how different people design their houses, seeing how different mm-hmm. houses were laid out. There wasn't that much out there, but you know, it was still enough to yep. be able to be like, okay, I don't want an L-shaped kitchen. I want my kitchen all the way on one side. I don't want my bathroom next to my kitchen. Like I was able to do those and see those kind of things. And funny enough, uh, the House Hunters was probably one of the biggest things that helped me, but not the tiny house hunting it was just like regular house living only like regular because, house hunters yeah just regular house hunters because i was able to see the different designs that i would like in a house because mm-hmm. like i said tiny houses they weren't very common back then so i can say huh. oh i want a kitchen with white cabinets but what kind of backsplash would go with that and just because it's a small space doesn't mean it can't have the same aspects of a regular house um, and then also i guess this is more than two but google my sister googling a lot i don't know if some of the websites are still out there that we use yeah but it was always like oh information on parking a tiny house and they would tell Mm -hmm. you you know try to be rv certified because then you can park it in rv parks and stuff like that which was really helpful so just typing in questions onto google sometimes gave great resources nice well that's that's a great thing there's a lot of 
great tiny house information available online. Yes, and it's becoming more popular now. It's becoming more accessible. More people are talking about it online anyways. Nice, nice. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. This was, it was really fun to get to know you and, and learn about your tiny house life. It was fun. Thank you for the interest in having me on here. I enjoy talking to people about tiny living. So, Thank you so much to Ashley Monkhouse for being a guest on the show today. You can find the show notes, including pictures of Ashley's tiny house and a complete transcript at thetinyhouse.net slash 211. Again, that's thetinyhouse.net slash 211. Well, that's all for this week. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and I'll be back next week with another episode of the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast.